Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, and this is episode 71. We're going to cover FOMO. Uh, we're also going to talk about the uh, professional event, event that we had last night. But before that, we'll start off with a little shoot the shit. Sal, you got any... You got any good topics for us? Uh, right now, just been looking around the NFL. Uh, Carson Wentz got traded to Washington Commanders. Commanders, I forgot. Carson they're Wentz, not the football team anymore. Like I don't, I don't really religiously follow football or anything, but he gets hurt. He's like made of glass, right? Well, that and he underperforms. Like, how do you lose to the Jaguars when it's a play-in playoff game last year? Yeah, so he had, and I don't. I had actually this year. I didn't follow the NFL as much as I normally do, but. He has these still shining moments where he looks like like the MVP Carson Wentz, um, and then he just has god awful performances. And and, he, and like you said, Dan, he's also made of glass, basically. But that's nothing compared to the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah, I mean, honestly, better fit for Russell should have been the Colts. I mean, they have a running back, best, like second best running back in the league, and good offensive receivers and stuff. Yeah, and a good offensive line, so should have went there, but. And then, other than that, McDonald's is closing all of its stores in Russia. Yeah, and I saw Starbucks is going to follow. So, and, uh, so there's another. a couple of them, right? Uh, Amazon, I don't know the details, but Amazon joined the Russian exodus. Yeah. Uh, Stoli Vodka, rebranding protest. They were really? like, yeah, they were like known as like the Russian vodka, but they're not even like made in Russia. So now they're <laughs> like, hey, hey, guys. No, like, no, that's not us. Uh, and then, okay, the last thing, did you guys hear word on the street was Pornhub sanctioned Russia yeah. for the attacks on Ukraine? That was like the first sanction. And stopped and stopped them. Oh, so the, the gaming hilarious. community it's too. It's fucking, oh, yeah. well, I mean, hats off to the internet because I looked it up and it's not true. But it's worth mentioning because whoever did come up with that and like made it a fucking thing is, I mean, that's amazing. I guess the, yeah, they should have went through with it after it came out. They should have. But... There's a lot of money to be made, I guess. And I guess, like, can the website, can a website, like, no matter what, understand exactly where you are or, like, the location that you are yeah, in? Dude. Like, even if you turn off your cookies or what? From I don't my know. understanding, they know fucking every IP address. Rich, how's that work? I don't know, but I was in Forest Park earlier today, and then I opened TikTok, and there was, like, a Forest Park thing that came up. I, I, didn't, I just like walked into Forest Park. So I they think know. they know. Everyone. I know whenever uh, I created that app, it could, it could literally locate people inside of a building if I wanted it to. I could type in an address that I wanted. Or Facebook on ads. Yep. I could type in an address and if a phone was in that building, it would target those phones. Yeah, even if we're like talking about something, um, our phones will listen into it and then... We'll go on Facebook or Instagram. I think there's, show up. there's TikToks. They're pretty funny where, like, the girl wants an engagement ring. So she'll, like, grab her boyfriend's phone and be like, engagement ring, engagement ring, engagement and ring. Just- <laughs> and say it over and over so that the ads start popping yeah. up on his shit. That's really good. Oh, that's that's funny. So uh, I came across something. Did you guys hear about, like, Better.com, like, the layoffs that are happening? He's yes. doing another one? Yeah. So, well, this is the company that got put on blast because they decided to lay 900 people off back in December just via a Skype call. Like, hey, everybody, we're putting this meeting at the end of the day. Make sure you're on it. 900 employees. And it's this guy that just gets on there is like, hey, sorry to tell you, like, see the fuck later. Yeah. And so this time... And then they got rid of the guy. They got... And they brought him back. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, but this time they're laying off another 4,000 people. But before any announcement was made, 
uh, people's bank accounts, their severance checks were hitting before they knew about the layoffs. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So that's how they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they got rid of him, but he said, hey, listen, like, all these people are working from home, and I truly do believe this. I think people work less from home. That's it. And there could be people that don't, but the majority probably do. And he had, they had like trackers and everything. And he's like, dude, the, like everybody can be mad at me, but the people who were laid off were working an average of two hours per day. Yeah. On the, like logged into their computer and they were literally stealing money from the company every fucking day. So fair enough. Like I didn't blame them for that. Mm -mm. So, but so I, I agree with you and the far majority of people, um, probably do. But I also feel like coming from us, us two people who've been on that corporate side and are like, fuck it. If I can just, if I can do my job in 20 hours and meet the expectations of the organization, like, why the fuck not? Right. I mean, I, I get that, but. And we even have, whenever we talk to people in our office, we're like, dude, you want to fucking jet out early on Friday? You want to work? Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're hitting your goals, that's fine. Right. But, um, these are also people not hitting their goals too. <laughs> Different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't think anybody monitors somebody that's doing a good job. Like, what the fuck's the point? Right. You know what There's I mean? no need to. Well, you know there probably already. are people that do that, but they're horrible leaders and managers. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I I definitely think that, like, even Bill was like, dude, I would smoke weed and fucking play video games, and I was still the top recruiter at, at the, my company. <laughs> He's like... Yeah. But then he started getting, like, basically, not depression, but, like, feeling like he's not doing anything. Like, a piece of fuck, basically. Oh, yeah, you do. And so... Like, during quarantine, it was like, and it depends on the type of person you are, right? If you like to be out and about or in, if you get the type that gets FOMO or the type that doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's... I I couldn't do... You and I are both the same way, though. We couldn't do work from home full-time. No, I have to. I have to, yeah. I can't. I need to be in an environment with moving pieces. Even when I'm at the office, and if I'm like the only one there, or there's only one other person there, or something like it's hard for me to work. Like I need something moving around me for me to focus, which is weird. But yep, yeah. And if for those of you that couldn't tell, it's myself, Dan, and Sal that are here. Obviously, Rich is here. Bobby and Brad couldn't make it. Um, I don't know if you're gonna throw that out there. Yeah, I heard it was something to do with gas prices. Couldn't drive into the city. <laughs> Dude, did you see my post on Instagram today? That uh, gas has hit like U.S. dollars, eight dollars and thirty-three cents a gallon in Europe right now. Holy shit! Yeah, California's. Like it's what, coming six here. Bucks? It's got to come here. Well, mm-hmm. We're almost at four bucks here. And then Biden said, "Hey, we're not going to buy any more oil from Russia, which is only going to increase the price." So yeah. Basically, that fucking six thousand pound vehicle I bought for uh, to depreciate on taxes is a bad play now. Yeah. Uh, oh, so and also, um, people doing Uber Eats or just like like Uber in general, DoorDash, shit yeah. like that. Uh, the guy Jordan in our office, who's uh, um, a recruiter, he has been doing that on the side for like a long ass time, and he's like, it doesn't, it does not even make sense for me to go out and do it because he's like, I'll go out and make like 50 to 100 bucks or whatever it is. And he says it costs him like 60 to 70 bucks to just fill up his tank. So you think like with the gas prices going up, you think Uber or Lyft would like... They should. Increase it. Fuck. 
or like for DoorDash and stuff, they'll increase the charges for everything. They need to, but what I think will happen is when you say when you write off your mileage at the end of the year, I think that they're going to increase it. I don't know what it's at right now. It was like 55, 57 cents per mile or whatever. I think that that will have to be increased. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Yeah. So. Yep. So I got I have one more thing that I wanted to talk about that I found online. So. I don't know how I came across it, but South Korea's like presidential election is going on today. Oh, really? And so they're calling it the South Korea's Squid Game election. So there's two candidates right now that basically the last couple of months have just spent the the whole time fucking blasting each other and not just like, you know, doing like saying whatever about it, but digging up scandals and filing lawsuits. So lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. <laughs> the biggest take from this though is legitimately. Whoever loses this election is going to go to jail because of how much fucking dirt was dug up on the other person. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So whoever is loses is basically like, all right, motherfucker, you're guilty. Like, dude, probably make oh a TV God. show out of this. Season that's two. crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Well, that's the thing that happened in Russia. Uh, at some point, they said it was Russia or China. One of the it was uh, the South Korea is a democracy, but it was Russia or China, um, where it was like a communist country, and they. Uh, literally the same thing happened. It was like whoever ran against whoever it was there, it was like they literally sent him, sentenced him to life afterwards. Life in prison. Maybe it wasn't life. <laughs> yeah, you never jail. know. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Um, Crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, anything else? You guys got anything? Current events-wise? No. No? Uh, so we had a uh, an event. Yeah. It was our fourth one. Yeah. Uh, the Brosen Business last night. Uh, that was a really good turnout. Sal, what did you think? It was a good group. Um, the guest speaker was awesome. Um, I was able to make like a lot of relatable stuff when he was talking about. Shout out Mike Kitko. We appreciate you coming and doing that 100% yeah, for free. Yeah, that was really cool to have a speaker, and hopefully we can continue that. So if any speakers are listening to this, let us know. Um, or if you know a good speaker that is into just like bringing value, let us know too. Sal, I got to call you out though. Yeah. Hundred percent. You have, have to call that. So, Rich, <laughs> I didn't want to do it last night. Uh, yeah, I was. Gonna, I was kind of wondering. So, yeah. The, so, tell, give them the, give them the context of why so, Sal had. Yeah. To talk. So, so uh, basically, the format of the mastermind is we have two to three presenters every week, and they talk about challenges or things that they're thinking about or facing, and then everybody go, uh, goes around the room basically and and says, "Hey, this is how you could do it. This is how I would do it." And really, you're just looking at different perspectives on how to handle a challenge or a goal or anything that's going on in your life. And so Sal was a presenter last month, and he came and he said, hey, you know, this is this is what I'm thinking about. And then we we follow it up after everybody goes around the room and we say, okay, well, what are you going to do by next meeting? And we come up with some action items that his, they promised to do. His action items were, do you remember them? Spend an hour each day emailing. Emailing people in the marketing world because he wants to learn more about marketing and reach out to five people per day that he could learn from in on the marketing side. And he reached out to three people over the entire month. Three so he people. only missed out by 147 contacts. Oh, man. That's a fucking tough look, dude. You're supposed to... I know. I mean, like, dude, you're the fucking you're brand. The you're the brand and you we, we host the mastermind and you get up there and you don't have it done the fuck i mean <laughs> you embarrassed us yeah i mean sal what are you what are you gonna do better for next time 
Are you going to do anything? But, you, but seriously, why didn't you do it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, seriously. I mean, I just focused more on, like, applying to places. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. But it was fucking hilarious because uh, Brad did the graphics for ours. And whenever Sal's, like, graphics come up to, hey, let's check in on Sal and see how he's doing, it's a... It's the things that he said he was going to do on one side, and on the right side is a video of him just fucking raging at Mardi Gras <laughs> in the shack tent. He, hey, he's got time to rage at Mardi Gras, but not reach out to five contacts. <laughs> hey, I've been there. I've been there. I can't. We actually have a client that owes us money that's raging every week at some high end bar. Oh yeah, he's going to Ritz Carlton and. But he can't pay us Napoli. his invoice. <laughs> yep. Yeah, how, how do you know? As, like, you see him doing it online. So on right? Instagram, so, yeah, he's like, so oh, I'll check out my awesome life, but I'm not yeah. paying my bills. Yeah, <laughs> the story of my life with that one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, especially probably in your industry, oh, yeah. like the music oh, yeah. and entertainment industry. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is- I at least pay my bills, though, so... <laughs> Bills are go. paid. Yeah. It's good. Um, Sal yeah, was a good door guy last night, too, so it made up yeah. for it. I'm just giving you shit, Sal, but seriously, you know, yeah, if I mean, you do that, it's the compound effect, dude. Like, if you have an actual goal and you really want to fucking hit it, like, you have to do the daily action items to get there. And if you don't, if you can't do it for five days, what makes you think you deserve whatever your goal is, you know? Like, my goal is to lose fucking 50 pounds, but if I don't go to the gym five days in a row, I don't deserve to lose fucking five pounds, you know? Seriously. So, uh, actually, I took that from Andy for sale. Nice. <laughs> nice. But, uh, I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah, no, we haven't. T- I was actually thinking about that going through all the episodes. We found, we found different material besides Andy's to regurgitate, so yeah, yeah. that's solid. Um, yeah, and then a couple of other things I want to talk about. So, I don't know, we had 25... 26 people or something, mm-hmm. right around there. Um, and it was a really great event. I mean, we had an awesome shout-out to Drive. Uh, Josh Sample was a, um, a, a guest on our show. Yep. And he ho- he hosted. He wasn't there, but he let us use their new facility. And yeah, that he was, was a- back in uh, California where his new badass house is. But <laughs> their new— It's fucking tra- badass. Yeah, their new training facility uh, Drive Social at Drive Social Media is fucking legit. It holds up to 60 people all state-of-the-art equipment. There's multiple, like, main monitors. There's a couple of side monitors. They've got the whole speaker hookup. They've got the they've got a video hookup as well. Um, it's really cool. And especially for after-hours shit like that, I'm going to be really interested to see if they start, like, renting it out for things because there's not a lot in St. Louis like that. And Josh hooked it up for free. So that was, yeah. that was pretty good. So thanks, thanks there. And then uh, the other couple things. So we had the presenters, and we had a couple presenters last night. One was over... You know, and this seems like a theme every time we do it. And it's a recruitment um, piece. Like, how do I find people, you know? And honestly, they could find people if they would put in the right effort, you know, just posting a job, not getting. So we're going to do a mini series um, here soon, which is going to be on our YouTube channel on how to recruit. It will should be less than 30 minutes mm-hmm. and just going to run through, uh, you know, a, a quick recruitment process if you own a small business and you need an hourly employee under, you know, 20, 25 bucks an hour, you know, yep. so they can follow that uh, completely free. And then the other thing is we had another presenter, which honestly it was his first time there. He had no idea what was going to happen and he got up and presented it and did well. Um, Dominic? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, solopreneur versus entrepreneur, the word solopreneur came out and I thought it was cool you know, he definitely has a vision for what he wants, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
But I think it's interesting, and I just wanted to call out the solopreneurs who are listening that um, I think one thing he wanted is, I, you know, I, I want to have this work-life balance. And I just want to touch on this for a minute. And I think that I remember working on my own. Matt, you've worked on your own. I think all recruitment agency owners start on their own. And you have these ebbs and flows of work. I don't think you're ever going to be able to perfectly balance you know, 35 hours a week, if that's what you want, or 40 hours a week, I think you're going to have weeks where you got to work fucking 50 hours and then there'll be, and you close some shit out and then you can not work for a couple weeks. But I think uh, one thing to always do to kind of be more consistent with the amount of work that you have on your plate is to continue to do daily business development stuff. So I just want to throw that out there for any uh, solopreneurs that are that are yeah. out there listening. Yeah, and to give a little context about what Dominic talked about, um, and it's no secret, but he quit his corporate job because he realized if he went out on his own, he could have more freedom, more flexibility, and most likely make it least as much money, if not more, which he's figuring out like that's the truth. Uh, but one of the things is he and what Mike Kitko, Kitko likes to call like a, a grind guru or a hustle whore, he's like, I don't want to be that. He's like, uh, and you know, Brad calls himself a hustle whore and Brad loves it, right? It's just to each their own, right? And right. Brad loves like working nonstop, whether it's on this or whether it's on his business. And this kid, and he's only 26, is just like, I want, I did this for freedom and flexibility. I don't need to, I don't want to own an empire. And I think that's something that we don't touch on enough, right? It's at the end of the day, like doing this shit, owning your own business, stepping out. It's, it's all about what makes you happy, right? Because there's definitely like a varying degree of that everywhere throughout that varying degree of like, what you could call work ethic, but I don't even want to call it that throughout the group. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to like, you're doing what makes you happy, but also we're all there to push each other and saying like, okay, yes, you're happy, but can you give more? Will you give more? And how do you give more, more efficiently and more effectively? Yeah. So uh, overall, great group. Like Matt said, it varies. Like we have people worth millions and millions of dollars in the room and we have people that are just starting their journey. And I think that's so cool to see different perspectives and different mindsets. And so we're going to continue doing those. Last thing, free book, donated. Shep Hyken, uh, The Amazement Revolution. We appreciate you, Shep. I know you're listening right now. Actually, probably not. But just in case you are, we <laughs> wanted to give you a shout out and say thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fair enough. Oh, yeah. So... Overall, great event. I think uh, moving forward, we need to figure out how to let some people zoom in who aren't in St. Louis. But yeah, that's kind of the for goal. sure. Yeah, and then we've we've got a couple other things that we're working, we've got in the works on in terms of accountability. Um, like we have learned from Sal's failure that some people, you know, we want to do weekly check-ins with them just to see how things are going. So, uh, Sal, thank you for failing so fucking miserably horrible. Yeah, that you show that we, we're human. Right? Now we want to be able to add more value. So we're learning from you, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got today we got uh, uh we got fomo uh this was dan's topic he wanted to talk about fear of missing out and then what kind of coupled inside that is opportunity cost so yeah I don't, this is one of the first times we've actually kind of done this well, while you, someone else picks a topic do you want me to still kind of run the point on it or do you yeah want to yeah i mean the questions okay yeah go ahead i mean let's jump in with the quotes jump in with the quotes sal what do you got i have three in case you forgot one all right, there's one that says the fear of missing out on things makes you miss out on everything. So what does that mean? Well, to me, it's just like there's some things in your life that, like let's say, for an example, a like wedding or like something more uh, sentimental, like those things you cannot miss because yeah. it's just like a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. 
So like, let's say like, all right, my cousin's getting married. Who knows if she'll get married again? I was like, that's a thing that you cannot miss out, you know? So that's how I see as FOMO. Sure. Okay. Sure. In this case, Shaq came to St. Louis. I don't know if he'll ever come back. So yeah. Went to go see him. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, Dude, if I wasn't on phase two, I'd have been right there just raging with you. You could have went and been on phase two. You could have walked through Mardi Gras. I cannot do Mardi Gras sober. There's 0% chance of that ever happening. I'm on his side. Yeah. You can't be sober. (laughs) I've never gone. Really? Really? Yeah. Let's get let's get a let's do a tent next year. All right. Yeah. It'll, it might be the one year you're not going to be professional a tent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. So um, so I'll let you go last because you put more mm-hmm. thought into it. So the Google machine pulled this one out. Uh, it's <laughs> FOMO is the enemy of valuing your own time. Um, I think, and we're going to talk about this a little later. I think there's some truth in that. Like fear of missing out is like the lack of valuing your own time. I'm actually reading a book um, called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And it's all about like, it, it's very, it's very woo-woo, like to say the least. It's all about being present moment minded. Um, and I think, I think in this particular circumstance, it's like, if you're worried about like what's happening outside of you or what's happening, like whether it's a business thing or whether it's going out, um, I think this quote, I don't fucking know. I was trying to relate it and yeah. I just failed miserably. I didn't do much research on quotes. It's okay. Okay. You tried. I so trying. I have one. Every decision or indecision in life has a cost. OGDG. Every what? Decision <laughs> decision or indecision in life has a cost. Has a cost? So like if you decide not to do something, there might be a cost to that. If you decide to do something, there's a cost to it because you're choosing that over something else. Mm. I, mm. I did make that one up. Sounds like you kind of ripped off Mike's like action or inaction thing last night. <laughs> what? No, no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, actually, what, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I did read a quote and then I like twisted it a little bit. Mm. And I was like, they didn't have the indecision part in there. So like theirs was actually, uh, every decision in life has a cost. <laughs> every decision in life has a cost. So I added, or indecision. It makes it, yeah, it makes them for, more like philosophical when you put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I had one from an actual person. Okay. So for everything you have missed, you have gained something else. And I think that's a positive way to look at fear of missing out where it's like, hey, I missed this party, but what did you gain during that time? Because if you could have went to that party, you chose clearly to do something else and whatever else that was, you gained something or hopefully you gained something from that. Yeah. Like you chose instead of going to Mardi Gras and get fucked up to stick to your discipline and and get through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you gain something from that versus going and getting fucked up. Both sound like good options, mm. you know, but I guess that's, and that's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson, yeah. So um, that being said, it's I think at some point I do want to kind of talk about the other side, how FOMO is, I believe, a good thing because I think it keeps us curious. I think it keeps us wondering and keeps us wanting better. But... Uh, in terms of talking about like what FOMO is and how it relates to us, like ultimate FOMO guy here. Always have been, always will be. I feel like uh, I probably, I've definitely gotten a lot better. But when I was in college, it was, you know, I literally fear of missing out on going out, partying, playing sports, whatever. Now it's still going out, partying, playing sports, but it's also like the podcasts and networking events. I joined the Mac um, mastermind groups stuff like that. But it's like, I all, I want to be a part of all of this shit. 
but I also see where we talk about how this can, you know, there's a, a point of diminishing returns, right? Where it's just like, okay, I don't need to be doing all this stuff. I don't need to be completely keeping my time busy with everything I can possibly do. The MAC, the Missouri Athletic Club, it's like, I've been wasting my fucking money. I've been there since November and I haven't done one thing. I haven't even showed up to the place yet. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know you were a member until I heard you say it last night. Yeah. Because they got food, right? Yeah. So Josh Schwartz and Blake Vernon have been hitting me up to tell me to go like literally once every other week. And, but now part of it is like when I was on phase two, it's like there was a bunch of drinking events and it's like, I'm not going to go to a scotch tasting. I'm not going to go to like the right. fight night stuff or whatever. But <laughs> it's also like, I'm probably going to drop that because. But, but if you were to start going, you could gain relationships out of it. Yes. That's yeah. what, that's the thing. It's like, I want to gain relationships. I want to network with people, like a lot of successful people there, improve the circle, bring people to the podcast or the, uh, the events that we do. But it's also like, okay, now I'm just wasting money, right? Like. I'm not doing anything right now. And so there's that, like you said, that's the bad part about the FOMO. When so you, you had say FOMO, yes so to. you joined, right? Yeah. So one interesting thing, because I also have FOMO, and then whenever I don't take action on it and it hits, I'm upset that I didn't do it and rooting, and, I, and sometimes I find myself rooting against it if I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is a problem. And so I was like, where does this come from? I found this article and basically it says that uh, and I kind of agree with it. Fear of missing out comes from unhappiness with something in your life, right? Like, oh, I'm going to buy Bitcoin because I'm scared that if it goes to the moon, like, it, you know, I missed out on that. It's a, it's a money unhappiness piece. Or if I don't, it, you know what I mean? Like there's some something missing and that's the only, that's why you would get fear of missing out. Yes. Yeah. So it's, and I, I we might've looked up the same, the same thing. It's called the cybernetic the process model. The cybernetic hey. process model, it's basically when your brain continually evaluates your current situation and it matches how you want your situation to be, right? So you've got your life right now, you've got your goals. Is your life matching up to those goals? And if it doesn't match, you you constantly find yourself. So Dan, like you said, if it's a financial goal and you want to be diversified on your investments, but not only that, you want them to hit really big, well, all of a sudden this NFT craze comes around and you see everybody getting in on it. So you're first off, you're constantly listening to it, which... So that kind of puts it in your head too. And then you feel that fear of missing out because it's like, okay, these are my goals. Everybody's been cashing in on this and I'm not in yet. So I want to get in on it. Yeah. And um, the they have a movie coming out about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. I kind of wanted to mention in this whole thing where these super successful uh, billionaires and celebrities, they they bought into Theranos. And Theranos is, if you guys don't know the story, basically it's this Elizabeth Holmes. She actually like studied Steve Jobs, according to what I've been told. So <laughs> I don't know how valid that is. But she did dress exactly like him in terms of all black every day. And she would get on stage. She spoke perfectly. And she, I remember her being on the front because she was young. And I remember her being on the front of like Inc. or Forbes and being like, damn, dude, she's like our age and she's fucking there and I'm here, you know? And she was just building this massive wealth. She got her net worth up to $9 billion just from raising money. And what they would do is their whole thing was, we, you go in, we take a drop of blood and we're going to tell you what you could potentially die from, like a disease or something in the future. Well, nobody did do any due diligence on if it actually worked or not. Um, and once she signed a, uh, a deal with Walgreens, 
all these people were like, holy shit, this is going to be the first female billionaire tech billionaire. I went in on the gold rush. You know, the, the fear of missing out was there. And she raised all this money on the fear of missing out on this person who could potentially be like an icon in the whole entrepreneurial space, you know, a hundred years from now, they might look back at her, you know? And so building that fear of missing out on, on this gold rush that, you know, she's solving some serious things. Sure. And now she's uh, going to jail and having movies written. Damn. Books. How so, long? Uh, I actually don't know. I have to look it up. Which is, I think she's in like trial right now. Okay. Well, so, a lot of these people that committed these frauds, like the Tinder swindler, and then the this other this chick, that um, man, she uh, there's a Netflix documentary inventing uh, Anna, inventing inventing Anna, yeah. So they didn't do well. I know she got banned from the U.S., but this Tinder swindler dude was out in like six months, something like that, and now like making just bank, and people were paying him to go places, and it ended up just doing more help than hurt. By yeah. him getting caught and going to jail. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that they're obsessed with something, yeah. <laughs> like being famous or something. But I, I just find it interesting that the fear of missing out can influence an emotional decision even to even the most successful people in the world. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's how serious fear of missing out can be. And so I just want to throw that story out there because I find it baffling that fear of missing out hits everybody from the guy that wants to buy a hundred bucks in Bitcoin, hopefully it turns into a million and, and a billionaire that, you know, wants to put this staple. I would, I saw this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that the only reason why they would want to invest is to say, I was smart enough to invest in that. And now they're all like, oh, fuck, we got duped. But, um, sure. so it's interesting that, that you can see it from literally everybody probably goes through it. For sure. So what do you think then is the opposite? Now that we talked about FOMO, like, is there like an opposite? Yeah, like so I did some research on this. The joy of missing out would be the, the opposite. Is And honestly, uh, or fear of better options. Um, so I think that the joy of missing out is a good way to look at it if you have an abundance mindset of, hey, I'm I'm super happy. Like, like I said earlier, like sometimes I root against something that I didn't do mm -hmm. because I would have been pissed if it if it took off. Um, where the joy of missing out is like saying, you know what? There's an abundance of opportunities down, down the road. It's okay that I passed on this one and I'm happy with that decision. And I did something else. And, you know, and then you're, and when I go back to like fear of missing out comes from unhappiness with something in your life, I think that the joy of missing out is being completely like happy with everything that's going on. Yeah. Regardless so, of the outcome. And so this is a better one to make the segue into the book that I was talking about, because in terms of like uh, the power of now book, it's all about like the present moment holds the key to liberation. So if you're unhappy or you're, you're feeling the fear of missing out, it's you're here and you feel like if you have this or do this or can get this, then you'll be happy as opposed to the power of now talks all about like, okay, why would you waste right now being happy? Like why sacrifice like anxiety of the future or feeling like regretful of the past when it's like, I can, I can choose to enjoy this moment. I've been trying it a lot easier said than done, especially it is, when, it's when you're pissed hard. off and like your emotions trigger, but it's what my Kiko talked about a little bit. It's like, you know, everything goes back to, you know, all the way triggers back to, shit that happened to you as a kid in terms of how you react to stuff now. And then once it hits the emotional level, 
It's like you got to dig deep to overcome that side of your brain. Yeah, and I like the, uh, there's a, it's a three-liner. It's, uh, if you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're happy, you're living in the present. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was a really, really solid, like, you know. Oh, for sure. Three-liner, so. Yeah, big time. Um, but yeah, 100%. So, uh, you were talking about, so, Jomo, Joy of Missing Out, um, had, and I'm just reading kind of off your notes, talked to you, and it kind of sparked the idea of opportunity cost. So, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so, I mean, if I were to define, do you know what opportunity cost is? So, putting the time and effort. I had it pulled up, hold on. You can say no. I mean, I have it pulled up, so it's like the loss. No, he's, he's, not ask, he's not asking you to look it up. He's, oh. he's asking if you knew oh. what it was. Oh. I'm just giving so, you shit, so. Well, it's, for me, it's like, okay, the opportunity is like, okay, let's say, like, I have something to gain from one one thing compared to the other. You just weigh the options real quick, and then you choose. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. But. Yeah, no, I mean, you're definitely on the right track, okay. right? So opportunity cost is um, when Matt chose to stick to, was it phase one, phase two? Phase two. Phase two. Um, I just want to give you an opportunity to say it again. Nice. That you got through phase yeah, two. No big deal. Uh, versus going to Mardi Gras, that's the opportunity cost. Like what, and it can be financial, right? Like I can spend my money on a fucking Xbox or I can spend that, or I can put 500 bucks into the market. I can spend my money on fucking Taco Bell or I can save that money and, and put it somewhere else. And so, um, when you look at purchases, when you look at relationships, and Matt, I think I wrote this down, like, have you had a situation where you had two girls that want to hang out and you had to choose one? Like, you had to choose, I'm going to go on a date with this girl, but not that girl. And that's opportunity cost, right? Because you could have went with girl B or guy B, you know, but you chose guy A or girl A, you know, and because you, and that's the opportunity cost. Yeah. Yeah. Have no. you had that happen? Uh, no, I have not. Not uh, where, I mean. Where you had to like choose? Well, if, I, I'm, if I'm like dating a girl, I'm not dating multiple girls. But but like if I'm on a date. If I'm, yeah, like on like dating apps, there's an opportunity. No, I don't. I just, one one night. And What's your format? Another, another night, there's no <laughs> format. But I, I do like the idea of opportunity cost. And I think going off of that, we talked about that last night with what happened with Dominic, right? So it's like he, and this is where I came from. You know, I, obviously I was money motivated, but I was, I found out like after my first year that I was way more motivated by freedom than I was by money. Uh, and I think that's kind of where I am with my business still. Like I'm not afraid to work hard and I know I'm going to continue growing my business. I've got all these ambitions of like money I want to make and empires I want to build. But like, I like having my freedom. I like being able to do what I want when I want. Uh, and so the opportunity cost there is like, I don't think making a lot more money right now could, definitely could improve the quality of what I'm doing, right? But I don't think the cost of that opportunity, which is sacrificing like what it is that I'm doing and not having a social life and not taking care of my body and all this other shit is not worth that cost. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head, like almost flip it around, the cost of the opportunity, the right? There Before you, you do something, what is the cost of that opportunity? I want to have fucking millions of dollars, or and I'm not saying, I, I mean, I do, but I'm just saying like, if I want to have millions of dollars, 
the what is the cost that I'm going to pay for that? And that is giving up X, Y, and Z. I want to have, you know, a family that I can spend all this time with. What is the cost of that? Like those are good things to to different people, but there's always going to be a cost to that opportunity, right? So if I'm going to go down this path, there's definitely a cost to it. And that cost is what you have to sacrifice. And it goes back to your four burners thing where, you, you know, and what was interesting is Mike, Kitko last night, he brought up, hey, you got to grow in all these different areas of your life. And I was looking at that like, that's very difficult to do. But I also, what's fucking crazy is like, I went through all my Instagram stories because I wanted to find our first book club to be like, holy shit, we went from us three sitting in a room to we have these awesome masterminds with a speaker with free book. Like, it was just a, it's a very grateful, humbling moment whenever I go to those masterminds because it's like, like we started and, you know, we have all this shit going on and we're not even close to where we're going to be, but it's still cool to see it come to fruition and other people interacting. But mm-hmm. so I was going through, through those, uh, I was going through my archive on Instagram and I came across one and it sh- and it was, and I posted, I didn't post the actual numbers, but I basically posted like, Hey, I've had my best three months ever. And by the way, at that time I was, I lost 20 25 pounds during that time. So I was working out every day, actually. And I was doing, you know what I mean? I was taking care of some other things. And he said, hey, if you focus on all these, every every step or like, basically you level up, right? Mm-hmm. You see the world a little bit differently um, because you focus on, I think it was six areas of your life. But then he also said, what you focus on grows. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because, you know, are the, do those contradict each other? What you focus on grows. If I focus on my business, it grows. If I focus on my health, I, I grow down that path. If I focus on my family, my relationship with my family grows. Whatever that is, what you focus on grows. And so I think it's very difficult to grow all of those simultaneously. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I agree with like a lot of what Mike says. Uh, and he was saying work on all of them. Um, and all of them can grow. And I do believe like, okay, if I put in little sustained efforts in every, every little area of my life, I do believe that that's a viable way to grow it and compound effect will still kick in. Uh, but I also just think that all of us are just like, okay, once I once I flip a switch and I'm like, okay, here we go. It's like go time for business and that's it. It's like, that's what typically takes the majority of the focus or it's like, shit, okay, now it's going to be my whatever. Now it's going to be my fitness. I just think it, it's difficult to say, okay, every day I'm going to put in sustained effort into every one of those areas of my life. It's extremely hard. But he also mentioned like, and this is an opportunity cost thing too, what you don't focus on dies, right? Yeah. Well, he said, what do you focus on fractionally, like grows fractionally. Um, And I think like, yeah, I think the big takeaway was like, it's like, it just go, I think my take from it was just like, it's, it could grow, but not in a way that you wanted to. And then there's disappointment because you've got a certain goal for it or whatever. So basically it's half-assing, right? Like what, what he's saying is what you focus on fractionally is you're basically half-assing that. Yeah. Well, I like the, the fact that he was like, if, if you don't, for, for me, whenever he was saying this, I was instantly thinking about public speaking because I'm deathly afraid of public speaking. And, um, what? You hate public speaking so much that you won't even talk in the microphone. Yeah. Actually, what you did, what you did, (laughs) I can't even do. I could not get up in front of all those people and say it. Like, even though it's our shit. 
It we're, would be very hard. We're going to force every single person from our podcast is going to go up at some point. Well, I already did my part. Oh I, my God. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be very difficult for me. But um, but he said, you know, every day that I say, oh, I'm scared of that, or every opportunity that I get that I turn down that opportunity that I know will grow me, there's a cost to that too. And that cost is I get more and more scared. And I, I start to believe I can't do it. You know what I mean? And, and so I think that there's a cost to inaction as well. Going back to like my quote of my indecision to mm-hmm. do something has a cost. Yep. Um, but anyway, so it was a, it was a really interesting uh, talk with our topic yeah. this week where I pulled some pieces out of that. Um, yeah. So. so how do we get past the FOMO or opportunity cost? So I actually pulled this up and, it, you know, this isn't my shit. This is Econo Times, Economic Times magazine or website or something. And so mm-hmm. steps to take if you want to overcome fear of missing out. One, accept that you might miss out on something. So that's like accepting the joy of missing out, right? Yep. Um, realize that you have choices, right? You're choosing one thing over another and you have to, I think you have to really... Uh, buy into what you're choosing over the opportunity that you might miss out on and, and run with it and say, hey, this is going back to number one, accept it. Uh, three, make sure you have a plan. Four, find something to do that is a little bit different. Five, find something to do that is a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Was four and five the exact same? Yeah, look, read, read it. <laughs> number four, find something to do that is a little bit different. Number five, find something to do that is a little bit different. <laughs> Man, Dan, you even tried to do some fucking, some did, research dude. and some prep for this podcast. <laughs> they fucked me, man. More Four and five are the same. And then it says in a final thought, find something new and do something a little bit different. <laughs> <Did>? No. <laughs> so I think that maybe, I don't know. There's only four steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I definitely think the joy of missing, or accepting the joy of missing out is the way to overcome that. And then also like, look at it like, the unhappiness that comes with fear of missing out or the unhappiness that comes with choosing one thing over another with opportunity cost. Like, I, I think that once you accept that, oh, this might really take off, but I'm not going to be a part of it. You yep. know? And that's cool. And there's actually, uh, one of the leading venture capital firms has a, so they invest in companies. They have more exits than any other venture capital firm. And they, it's really cool. You go to their website and they have a page that shows the shit that they didn't buy into. And it's fucking Uber and it's Facebook and it's like all these ones. And so they, they're they creating joy of missing out on those opportunities that could have made them billions of dollars. But, you know, they're embracing like, hey, we fucked up, but that's okay because there were so many other opportunities. There's always going to be more opportunities. Have that abundance mindset. And I think that that will help you get past the fear of missing out. Yeah, and then one, the last thing I did want to say is that I think having FOMO, like having a mentality where you have FOMO about anything is a good thing. I think it means you're curious. I think it means you like to seize opportunities, right? But obviously there's the spectrum that it can harm you. I think in in every way, every entrepreneur has some form of FOMO. Yeah, for sure. I think that even non-entrepreneurs, like you have fear of missing out um, in high school because there's a party here and there's a party there and which party do I want to go to or um it's a sport like I have to choose between baseball and hockey 
You know, I have two games tonight or I have two tournaments this weekend. As a kid, you have to to make those choices. And I think that you're always going to have fear of missing out. It's just a natural thing. Uh, but there's definitely ways to to overcome that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's good. You guys got anything else? That's it. We actually got this one a little bit longer. Yeah, this one was for sure longer. Well, Why? so for me, it's like growing up, like I was so used to like the joy of missing out, like never really went to parties growing up in high school and then college. And then like the first two years after I graduated, like stayed in, didn't really do much. So I think my FOMO kept on growing and growing. And then I just started going out to places. But now I'm like to a point where it's just like, all right, I may need to like take a break and like <laughs> do more of the jungle. Do five outreaches a day. Instead of there's a, a, there's the there's the there's the FOMO on that part. Yeah, you know, so. no, I, I could see that, Sal. Like, I think somebody that comes from you know, I think a lot of the people that don't end up do, like getting kicked out of college when they go to college are those kids that their parents like did not let them do anything. Like, it could be a cultural thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, I look but, at my brother, and it's not that my parents wouldn't let him do anything. He just he thought if I have a drink, my grades will tank. You know, and there's fear in that. There's I'm scared of doing that because what you know what i mean that's a fear-driven mindset in my opinion and so or like let's say like somebody calls you out like oh quit being a little bitch like come out like i hate getting challenged with that type of stuff (laughs) okay i'm out you're doing shots (laughs) and you know but at the same time like uh you got to focus on you you know don't i mean that's a peer pressure thing that's a whole nother ball of wax and um but at the end of the day the fear of missing out like it comes down to opportunity costs. Like what is the cost that you're paying to do whatever opportunity it is? If you pick, if you pick partying, the cost of that is you didn't have time to, to do your outreach. You know, mm-hmm. if you pick your outreach, you know, you're growing this, but you're missing out on some friends and sometimes you got to leave them behind. And you know what I mean? And, and as you grow, as you get old, how old are you? 28. Okay. You got like a couple more years and then guess what? You're, all your friends are going to start getting married, probably. Um, kids, things like that. And, I mean, you're going to call them up and be like, come out, little bitch, you know? And they're going to be like, dude, I got fucking two kids. So, uh Yeah. So, a lot of a lot of different ways we can go about it. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a good one. Hey, uh, do you want to mention, again, that our next event is going to be Wednesday, April 13th, uh, to be determined on where that's going to be. Uh, but we do have plan on having a speaker. Uh, we're definitely going to be in a spot where capacity will be over 30 people, uh, at least 40 on capacity. So uh, follow us on Instagram for more information. We'll keep you posted on who's going to be there in the timeframes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Deuces.